In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Epiph. And today the Gospel was from John chapter 11, which was about the resurrection of Lazarus from the dead. And as I was meditating on the Gospel of today, I was inspired by a verse that actually both Martha and Mary, they both said the same words when they met the Lord. They said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Then later when Mary met the Lord, she said the exact same phrase. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The idea being that they knew if the Lord was present, their brother would have been saved. But because the Lord seemed absent, because the Lord seemed far or in a different place, then their brother passed away. And I think we can all relate to Mary and Martha in this point, that when we go through a tough time or a trial or tribulation, we start to doubt about the presence of the Lord. We say, is the Lord here? Lord, why did you leave me and let these things occur to me? And even in everyday life, people say, where is God? I don't feel the Lord's presence among us. Where is He? Do you feel the Lord's presence? They might say things, where is God? I don't know where God is. Or we don't feel God. Who say, have you heard people that say, we don't feel God, God doesn't exist. Where is He? You know, He's absent from... Today I'd like to speak to you about God's presence among us. And first, I want to assure you that God is always present in our lives, even when He seems absent. God is always present even when He seems absent. St. Paul, he said something very interesting in the Pauline Epistle, the first line of the Pauline Epistle, if you were paying attention. It said, Only let your conduct be worthy of the Gospel of Christ, so that whether I come to see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you steadfast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries. St. Paul was saying, it doesn't matter if I'm here or there, if I'm present or I am absent. What's most important is that you stay steadfast in the spirit. And when the Lord heard the messengers come to him, and they said, the one whom you love is sick. What was the Lord's response? Actually, he knew. He knew of the, that Lazarus was sick. And he said, this sickness is not unto death, but that the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So the Lord was present even in his absence. The Lord is present even in his absence. And that's because our God is an omnipresent God. In Psalm 139 is a very beautiful verse that says, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. The Lord is present even when he is absent. I'll give you another example of this. When Philip and Nathaniel were discussing about, you know, what good can come out of Nazareth. Anything good can come out of Nazareth? And then Philip said, come and see. And then when Nathaniel met the Lord, the Lord told him, 
Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. The Lord, were you present there? No, he wasn't. He was absent, but he was present. Even when the Lord is not present, even in the flesh, he is there. Or even when the Lord is absent, he is there. That's what I meant. If he is absent, he is still there by his divine presence. And since the Lord is always present among us, and he's he fills the world, and he's, his glory is, you know, his glory fills the heaven and the earth, then how come we still don't feel his presence? How come we don't feel his presence? I think it is because it is due to our sleepiness. Sleepiness. That's why everyone needs to wake up. Everyone needs to wake up because of our sleepiness. We're so sleepy, we don't see the Lord present among us. And people who are sleeping, they will not be able to see the Lord's work in their life. Call us. Like, it's not possible. If you are sleeping, you will miss out on the opportunities to see God. That's why in the Gospel today it says, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go to wake him. Today we want to wake up. Yes, we want to wake up to the Lord's presence among us. When you are sleeping, you are unconscious of your surroundings. You are unconscious of what's going on. I'll tell you one funny story. On the day Sophia was born, and I like, I was very tired. Like, and I was done. Like, no more energy in the tank. So then, at night, I fell asleep. And I fell asleep, out, out cold. And then I woke up the next morning. I said, Michelle, how was the night? She said, I was yelling and screaming. The doctor came three times. We had the Michelle, it was a party in the room, and then I was sleeping, unconscious. And I don't even know anything that happened in the room, nothing. The doctor, everyone, the course, like she said, she took a course at night, and I was just gone. I wonder, that's how we are in our spiritual lives. People sleeping, and life is moving, and God is doing all these wonderful things in your life, but because you are sleeping, because you are unconscious, you have no recollection of even what God has done in your life, nothing. You say, what if God hasn't done anything in my life. Of course, because you are sleeping. You're sleeping. Because God was there. God is there in your life. So wake up. You need to wake up. And this is like, I could tell you that my personal story, the same is true of many biblical stories. Like Samson. Samson, Delilah, called for his enemies when he was sleeping. And the interesting thing that Delilah did, even when Samson was sleeping, it says something very interesting. It says that Delilah was tormenting him. Tormenting him and tormenting him and Samson doesn't know what's going on at all. And even says she brought in, she didn't cut the hair. Who cut the hair? Someone else. So can he hear that? Like a big party in the room and also Samson like me. And just sleeping, not aware of anything. Be careful that you be sleeping like this. The five foolish virgins, they were not ready and they were 
sleeping, the bridegroom came, left and where where the bridegroom came? <gasps> sleeping. Wake up. Wake up. You have to be awake. That's why in the second litany of uh, the midnight hour when we pray the 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 gospel of Saint Matthew, it says, Oh my soul, be mindful of that awesome day and wake up. Wake up. And light your lamp with the oil of joy, for you do not know when the voice will call upon you, saying, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. So take heed, my soul, not to fall asleep. Shatter you, George. Fall asleep. So you don't fall asleep. Lest you stand outside knocking like the five foolish virgins, but watch and entreating that you may meet the Lord Christ with rich oil, and he may grant you the wedding of his true and heavenly glory. Today is the day to wake up. To come out of the tomb that we have been living in. To enjoy the presence of the Lord. But in order to do that, I think we need to be careful of three sedatives. You know what sedative is? The sedative is the thing that puts you to, puts you to sleep. The first thing that puts us to sleep... First thing that... First thing that puts you to sleep is sin. Sin is like a grip. You guys don't feel this? Because I am crushing his hand right now. And I, if I crush it long enough, his hand will, like, look, it's starting to turn purple. And soon his finger will be asleep. Soon his finger will be asleep. This is the effect of sin. Sin puts us to sleep. And soon he's not going to feel anything. Plus, it's done. Can you feel like... Done. And soon, and I will cut it off. It's okay. He doesn't need the finger. It's okay. Sin does the same thing to us. And we will become numb to, to, we become numb to God. We become numb to the work of the Holy Spirit. I feel bad. Because look, it's like really turning dark purple now. But this is like, really, this is the life of sin, what it does to us. It constricts us so much. And it binds us. The work of the Holy Spirit... It frees us. It frees us. That's why people in sin, they have no sensitivity to sin. Like, to sin. They sin, they sin, they sin, they sin, they sin. And, uh, well, no, it's okay. Okay, we'll sin again. But, it's because they're numb. They're numb to the khalas. It's dead. It's lost its feeling. It's lost its sensation. Sin becomes the barrier and the wall. How can you, you can't see God. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ came to remove the walls. He came to demolish sin, to wake up those who are dead in sin. If you are dead in sin, you can rise through repentance. You can experience resurrection of Lazarus through repentance. The first sedative is sin. The second sedative which puts us to sleep, I would say, is the negative attitude. Negative attitude puts a lot of people to sleep. So negative. You know, I wonder, like Mary and Martha, so even in the midst of their trials and tribulation, what a beautiful attitude they had. What a beautiful attitude. And the Lord says, do you believe that I am the resurrection of the, and the life, and that your brother will rise again? They said, yes, I believe. They could have been, yani, sorry, they could have been like people, like... It's being, you're not, it's, Jesus, it's your fault you weren't here. And because if you weren't here, 
and I don't want to see you. And it's all your fault, Jesus, and a negative attitude. And, neg and blame Jesus and, and, and said, you missed it. I, you should have been here. I'm so angry with you. But if you didn't have, if, like, because they didn't have a negative attitude, because they had hope in the resurrection, because they had belief, if you count how many times in the gospel it said, we believe, we believe, I think you'll find it three or four times that we believe. They had a very positive outlook. So when you are not negative, the Lord can work. You can experience the Lord's presence if you don't have a negative attitude. If you don't say it's too late, uh, it's too late, it'll never change, it's over. This is all, the damage has already been done. We can never... Why? Why so negative? That's why even Martha, or not Martha, when Mary came and put the oil, the spikenard and wiped the feet of Jesus, the disciples' negative attitude, and they said, this oil could have been sold for many. And they didn't experience the true presence of the Lord. It should have been a moment of joy, a moment of happiness. And the Lord said, she did a great work. But they're sitting there, so negative. You will miss out on the presence of God by your negativity. If you are so negative, like many people that come say, the church does not, no one prays, no one. Why? Why you say this? Why are you so negative? No, the Lord is among us, for sure. We have many saints. Don't be negative. Negativity is a killer to the Lord's presence. The third sedative that prevents us from enjoying the presence of God is our busyness, our busy lives. Our busy life is a sedative. And some people use their busyness as a sedative. Even... Martha, 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 she was so busy. I've been using all the people in the story today. Martha, Martha, so busy in her life that when the Lord was in their presence, she was busy serving and doing all this stuff. It's not what you should be doing. When the Lord is present, you should be enjoying the Lord's presence. Many people suffer from loneliness. And, and, and pain from loneliness and, and you know how they cope with it? They just work more. It's not the answer to work more or to be extra outgoing. It's not the solution. Not the solution. You cannot cure your loneliness by other things. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. That will put you, that's a sedative. It keeps you asleep. It keeps you asleep. In the presence of the Lord, and I'll just finish with this, the presence of the Lord is true joy. It's true joy. I want you to imagine now, Lazarus, and he's in the tomb, and all the people I can imagine, let's see Niswitz, and they're crying, and they're so in uh, bad environment, and so sad. And then the Lord says, Lazarus, come forth. And then, I wonder what they did. You think they stayed in their funeral clothes and, and crying and, and, and sadness and, and despair and depression? You think they stayed, kiddo? Or when the Lord is among you, there is 
joy. I think it turned into a big joyful event. Whenever the Lord's presence is there, it changes the dynamic of the environment. I pray that the Lord's presence, we enjoy the Lord's presence as they did. That we wake up. We have to wake up. If you're still sleeping, it's too much sleeping to the Lord's messages. He's always looking for you, giving messages of repentance. Wake up today. Come forth from the tomb of sin. Take off the bond of sin. Live a life of repentance. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.